Hello, and welcome to a new episode of James Yang's Wonderland. I'm John. And I'm Emily. Today, we're embarking on a journey back to the mid-19th century to explore the life and work of a remarkable figure in American literature. We're talking about none other than Henry David Thoreau, an influential philosopher, naturalist, and a leading transcendentalist. That's right, John. Thoreau is best known for his book Walden, a reflection upon simple living in natural surroundings. It's a work that continues to inspire readers about the virtues of simplicity and self-sufficiency. Over the next 20 minutes, we'll dive into Thoreau's world. We'll look at his life, his most famous work, Walden, and the lasting impact of his ideas. And to help us unpack Thoreau's philosophies and their relevance today, we'll be joined later by two special guests, Dr. Alice Martin, an expert in American transcendentalism, and Merck Hansen, a modern-day environmental activist. But before we meet our guests, let's start at the beginning. Who was Henry David Thoreau? What shaped his thoughts and writings? Exactly, John. We'll explore his early life, his influences, and what led him to the woods of Walden Pond to write his most celebrated work. So, whether you're a longtime admirer of Thoreau or just curious about his life and legacy, stay with us as we delve into the world of Henry David Thoreau and Walden. Get ready to be inspired by Thoreau's quest for a deeper understanding of life and nature. Henry David Thoreau, born in 1817 in Concord, Massachusetts, was not just a writer but a philosopher, a naturalist and an early advocate for civil rights and environmentalism. His early life set the stage for his later philosophies. Thoreau graduated from Harvard, but he wasn't too impressed with the education system. Was he, Emily? Not at all, John. He once famously said, the cost of a thing is the amount of what I will call life, which is required to be exchanged for it. He believed in living life on his own terms, which he demonstrated throughout his career. Right, and it was his friendship with Ralph Waldo Emerson, another key figure in the transcendentalist movement, that greatly influenced his thinking. Emerson owned the land by Walden Pond, where the Roe would later build his cabin and write his most famous work. That's where Toro really started to question the norms of society, leading him to advocate for a life of simplicity and self-reliance. And let's not forget his stance on civil disobedience. His 1849 essay, Civil Disobedience, inspired by his opposition to slavery and the Mexican-American War, later influenced leaders like Martin Luther King Jr. and Mahatma Gandhi. Absolutely, John. Thoreau's life was a testament to his belief in living in harmony with nature and standing up for what's right, even if it goes against the grain. A life that continues to inspire so many, even today. But it was at Walden Pond where the row penned the words that would immortalize his thoughts and philosophies. And those two years, two months, and two days he spent at Walden Pond resulted in Walden, a masterpiece that challenges us to rethink our relationship with nature and society. Thoreau's time at Harvard was interesting, wasn't it? Despite being a Harvard graduate, he later critiqued the institution for its emphasis on rote learning over real understanding. True, John. He was more interested in absorbing life's lessons directly from nature and personal experiences, rather than from traditional educational framework. And his family played a significant role in his life, too. His family's pencil-making business was quite successful, but Thoreau found himself drawn more to the intellectual circle of Concord, which included Emerson, 
as you mentioned earlier. Absolutely. It was this circle that introduced him to the ideas of transcendentalism, focusing on the inherent goodness of people and nature, as opposed to the corrupting influence of institutions. This ties in with his famous experiment of living at Walden Pond. Thoreau wanted to strip life back to its essentials, to live deliberately, as he put it, and to find out what life had to teach. And it wasn't just about living simply in the physical sense. It was also a spiritual journey for him. He used nature as a metaphor for understanding deeper truths about life and existence. That's right. His cabin at Walden Pond became a place of deep reflection and writing. Although he lived alone, he wasn't a hermit. He often entertained visitors and continued to engage in societal issues. And through his writings, especially Walden, Thoreau leaves a legacy that challenges each of us to think about how we live, our relationship with nature, and our societal obligations. His life and work at Walden Pond would go on to influence not just literature, but also environmentalism, philosophy, and civil rights. Now let's delve into the essence of Thoreau's most renowned work, Walden, published in 1854. This book is not just a reflection of his time living in a cabin near Walden Pond, but a profound exploration of living simply in nature. That's right, Emily. Thoreau begins Walden with the famous line, when I wrote the following pages, or rather the bulk of them, I lived alone, in the woods, a mile from any neighbor, in a house which I had built myself, on the shore of Walden Pond. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life, and see if I could not learn what it had to teach, and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. This encapsulates Thoreau's desire to immerse himself in nature and discover life's true essence. He believed that by simplifying one's life, an individual could gain a clearer understanding of themselves and the world. And it's not just about physical simplicity, but also about mental and spiritual clarity. Thoreau emphasizes the importance of self-reliance and personal introspection throughout Walden. He also critiques the materialism and the rapid industrialization of his time. He saw nature as a counterbalance to the chaos of urban life. Indeed, John, he writes, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. Thoreau saw this desperation as a result of people becoming disconnected from their true selves and the natural world. He also touches upon themes like solitude, the beauty of nature, the changing seasons, and the importance of living with purpose. Thoreau was not just reflecting on his own life at Walden Pond, but also offering a critique of society at large. His call to simplicity is really a call to awareness, isn't it, Emily? Precisely, John. Thoreau observed how people were often trapped in a cycle of working and consuming. He advocated for breaking free from these societal norms to find deeper meaning in life. And his observations on nature are timeless. He writes about the pond itself, the wildlife, the plants, and the changing seasons with such detail and reverence. Yes, John. He believed that by being close to nature, one could learn universal truths. For example, his detailed observations of the pond through the seasons metaphorically reflect the stages of human life. He also explores the idea of self-sufficiency. Thoreau grew his own food, built his own shelter, and lived off the land as much as possible. He saw this as a way to connect with the world around him. I find it wholesome to be alone the greater part of the time. To be in company, even with the best, is soon wearisome and dissipating. I love to be alone. That quote really captures Thoreau's embrace of solitude. 
he found solitude not lonely, but enriching and essential for personal growth and understanding. Indeed, Walden is not just a reflection on physical living. It's a profound exploration of the human spirit, our needs, desires, and our place in the natural world. Through Walden, Thoreau invites us all to step back to reassess our lives, our priorities, and our connection to the natural world. It's a call to find our own Walden Pond, wherever that may be. We're now joined by Dr. Alice Martin, a renowned historian specializing in American transcendentalism. Dr. Martin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Emily and John. It's a pleasure to be here. Dr. Martin, could you start by giving our listeners a brief overview of what transcendentalism is and its influence on Thoreau? Of course. Transcendentalism was a philosophical movement that emerged in the early 19th century in New England. It emphasized the inherent goodness of people and nature, as opposed to the corrupting influence of society and its institutions. And how did this movement influence Thoreau's work, particularly Walden? Thoreau was deeply influenced by transcendentalism. His mentor, Ralph Waldo Emerson, was a leading figure in the movement. Transcendentalism's emphasis on individual conscience and the value of nature resonated strongly with Thoreau, in Walden, he expresses these ideas through his experiment in living simply and his deep observations of nature. That's fascinating. And would you say that Thoreau's work had a significant impact on the movement? Absolutely. Through his writings and lifestyle, exemplified the transcendentalist belief in self-reliance and living in harmony with nature. His work not only contributed to the movement, but also helped popularize its ideas how do you think Thoreau's transcendentalist beliefs are relevant in today's world? Thoreau's ideas are incredibly relevant today. In an age of increasing materialism and disconnection from the natural world, his advocacy for simplicity, mindfulness, and environmental stewardship speaks directly to many of the issues we face today. Before we let you go, Dr. Martin, can you comment on Thoreau's concept of civil disobedience and how it was influenced by transcendentalism? Of course, Emily. Transcendentalism placed a strong emphasis on individual conscience and moral integrity. Thoreau's concept of civil disobedience, which he articulated in his essay by the same name, was a direct manifestation of these beliefs. He argued that individuals should not permit governments to overrule their consciences and that it is a duty to avoid enabling injustice. It's quite remarkable when you think about it. These ideas penned in the 19th century have influenced civil rights movements and leaders worldwide. Dr. Martin, one last question. What do you think Thoreau would say about our world today? Thoreau would likely encourage us to seek a deeper connection with nature and to question the societal norms that distance us from what is truly important in life. He would probably advocate for a greater awareness of our environment and a more conscientious way of living that respects both nature and humanity. Dr. Alice Martin, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise. It's been enlightening to understand Toro and transcendentalism through your lens. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. As we continue our exploration of Henry David Thoreau and his lasting impact, we're joined by Mark Hansen, an environmental activist. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Emily and John. It's great to be here. Mark. Thoreau's philosophies have been influential in environmentalism. How do you see his legacy in today's environmental movements? 
Theroux's legacy is incredibly profound in environmental circles. His emphasis on living in harmony with nature and his critical views on industrialization resonate strongly with the current environmental movement. His advocacy for a simpler, more sustainable way of life is more relevant than ever in our fight against climate change and environmental degradation. And it's not just about environmentalism, right? Thoreau's ideas also influence modern thoughts on minimalism and simple living. Absolutely, Emily. Thoreau's quest for simplicity and his critique of materialism are echoed in today's minimalist lifestyle movement. People are seeking ways to reduce clutter, not just in their physical spaces, but also in their lives and minds. Thoreau's ideas encourage us to find fulfillment in nature and our inner selves rather than in possessions. Mark, how do you apply Thoreau's principles in your work? In my work, we often go back to Thoreau's ideas about the intrinsic value of nature. We advocate for conservation, not just for resources' sake, but for the inherent beauty and balance of the natural world, a concept that Thoreau championed passionately. It seems Thoreau's work has transcended time, continuing to inspire and provoke thought in various aspects of modern life. Indeed, Emily. Thoreau's reflections on nature, society, and the human spirit continue to challenge and inspire us. His work is a reminder of the importance of connecting with nature and questioning societal norms. Mark, thank you for sharing your insights and for the work you do in keeping Thoreau's legacy alive. Thank you both for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thoreau's influence really extends beyond just literature and philosophy. It's embedded in the way we think about our relationship with the environment and our societal values. Absolutely, Emily. And it's remarkable how his work, written over a century ago, still sparks discussions and actions today, encouraging us to live more thoughtfully and sustainably. As we draw this segment to a close, it's clear that Henry David Thoreau's legacy continues to echo through time, reminding us of the power of simplicity, the beauty of nature, and the value of introspection. His words and ideas remain a guiding light for many seeking a deeper connection with the natural world and a more meaningful way of living. As we come to the end of our episode, we reflect back on the incredible journey of Henry David Thoreau and his timeless work, Walden. It's been a fascinating exploration, John. Thoreau's ideas about simplicity nature and living with purpose are as relevant today as they were in the 19th century. Absolutely. Thoreau's legacy teaches us the importance of introspection, the value of simplicity, and the need to maintain a harmonious relationship with the natural world. His work continues to inspire those seeking a more meaningful, deliberate way of life, whether it's through environmental activism, embracing minimalism, or just finding time to connect with nature. Thoreau's influence is evident. And it's not just about following his path, but taking inspiration from his ideas to find our own way in the world. To our listeners, we hope this episode has inspired you to explore Thoreau's writings, or perhaps to simply spend some quiet time in nature, reflecting on your own path. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the life and work of Henry David Thoreau. We hope you'll tune in for our next episode, where we'll dive into another fascinating literary figure and their work. Until then, remember Thoreau's words. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. In the meantime, we're going to play some Thoreau quotes that we hope you'll find inspiring. See you guys in next week. I came into this world 
not chiefly to make it a good place to live in, but to live in it, be it good or bad. You must live in the present, launch yourself on every wave, find your eternity in each moment. Fools stand on their island of opportunities and look toward another land. There is no other land, there is no other life but this. The only obligation which I have a right to assume is to do at any time what I think is right. How can any man be weak who dares to be at all? If you have built castles in the air, your work need not be lost. That is where they should be. Now put the foundations under them. Goodness is the only investment that never fails. I can alter my life by altering my attitude. He who doesn't have anything to do with thorns must never attempt to gather flowers. The world is but a canvas to our imagination. If one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. None are so old as those who have outlived enthusiasm. If a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. I believe that the water is the only drink for the wise man. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear. Nor did I wish to practice resignation, unless it was quite necessary. Be yourself, not your idea of what you think somebody else's idea of yourself should be. I say beware of all enterprises that require new clothes, and not rather a new wearer of clothes. Every man is a builder of a temple called his body. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not when I came to die discover that I had not lived.